So, fun fact, I am a massive Doors fan, massive Doors fan. I love the Doors, and I can't hear myself either. Let me see. Is this better? Is this better? Is this better? I still can't hear myself. Ding. Is that better? Nope. Nope. My my sound, it, I, I guess you guys can hear me, so that's good enough. I just can't hear myself. So if I'm loud, I apologize. <laughs> can you guys hear me well or no? I'm just wait and see. Sound is good? Okay. It's echoey. Yeah, it would be because I don't think it's working. Hmm. Let's see. It's on. That's bizarre. Okay. Um, is it echoey or do I sound normal? Sounds great. Perfect. Okay. I just can't hear myself. Is my headphone unplugged? Oh, well. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, Okay. Some people are saying normal. Good. Okay. If you're saying it's normal, it's normal. So here we are, guys, in the middle of chaos, right? We're in the middle of chaos, and all of us should just remember that what we have to do is just simply enjoy the show. Uh, As I said last week, you're going to see next week what happens. We had a huge roundup, November 5th, 6th, 7th, of people you probably don't know and never even heard of. But... um. Uh, we are waiting for arrests, or I guess what people would want to see is perp walks. And this is coming. This is coming, and it is terrifying a lot of people. Uh, people that um, <laughs> should be terrified. And I thought that today we can start the show by discussing the legal aspect battles. So what does that mean? So, as you know, our elections were stolen uh, completely, and they have been for a very long time. Everybody keeps talking about this software, Dominion software. It's like, stop. Dominion software is just a version of the original software because heart inner civic software is also a problem. And there's so many more. That Dominion software that everybody keeps referencing is identical to the one that heart inner civic actually had deployed in Kentucky, which begs the argument that once we're done with this audit. We're not just going to recount the states that are in question. We're going to audit the crap out of the nation because we've got midterms coming. We've got to clean this up. We got to change the way elections are held. We need to make sure that there are no crypto doors. Everybody keeps talking about, oh yeah. And they just went in there and manually changed the numbers. No, that's not how it works. I've used the software. Ask me. I've actually explained it a million times, demonstrated the math a year ago. So one thing that we should all get behind is that once these audits begin, once these audits begin, what we have to do is advocate that there's a recall on the governor of Kentucky because he was not elected by the people. He was not elected by the people, period. He was not. Because the same glitches that people keep talking about in these elections happened during that election. And you know who was covering it? Just Millie Weaver and I. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody wanted to touch it. Nobody wanted to touch it. Again, how serendipitous. It was another Commonwealth state. 
And so I urge all of you to go to Millennial Millie's uh, YouTube channel, rewatch the video where we live stream together talking about all this on November 9th, 2019, where I spelled it out, how it works, why it works, and what happened. We were watching everything. She got leaked documents, and I used the knowledge that I could draw from it without getting myself a penthouse suite at Leavenworth to discuss it. I even had a detective try to have me admit over the telephone that I had an election ballot machine reader in my house. He was like, so when are you going to return the stolen equipment? It's like, okay, dude, stop. Like that was legit what he did. Kentucky, how corrupt. They even had their usual ProPublica write a hit piece on me when I said, hello, I already spoke with the previous AG, who's now the governor, that corrupt clown, said, remove me from your voter rolls. You guys registered me as a Democrat because I didn't pick one. I never pick one. I never, ever pick one. Okay, never. So I argued that in 2016, argued it again in 2019. And guess what? I check again and I'm still on the damn voter roll in Kentucky. And it's like, come on. But commonwealths are going to commonwealth, right? <laughs> so let's let's uh, start the news day first. Um, I think by watching my favorite. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Fox News. Look, I still like Tucker. And I know exactly who Tucker is. You know, who his dad is, what his history is. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything. What he speaks is speaks to our heart. And, you know, regardless of who the messenger is or where they're sitting giving you that message, it's still a message. And I like him for that because he's brave enough to do it. Regardless if Fox News, while he's on, puts tickers to make our president look like a Russian asset, what's coming out of Tucker's mouth is exactly what all of us are thinking. So I thought I'd start with that today on um, mounting reports of voter fraud across the U.S. Listen to this sound clip. Well, as promised, we want to end tonight on Andrew Cuomo, the governor, the most masculine Cuomo on television. He announced he was thinking about punching Donald Trump this year. Yeah, remember the most masculine of all with his nipple rings. Do you remember Nipplegate, right? I was tweeting it out of my um, official account, you know, with the nipple rings that he said. <laughs> so disgusting. Sounds pretty tough, right? Punching the president of the United States right in the face. And he would have did it, done it if he hadn't inherited his father's job as governor. Watch. I needed him to help New York. That was my job. If I wasn't governor of New York, I would have decked him, uh, period. I mean, he was attacking me. He was attacking my family. He was uh, anti-Italian. He was uh, every nasty thing. You know, you, if I take away that word governor for 24 hours, I would have had a field day with him. <laughs> He's anti-Italian now. Anti-Italian. So he's anti-Italian, anti-Semitic, anti-gay, anti-women. And he's anti-anyism you can find. President Trump is that, according to them. Because there they go, pulling that race card, victim card, right? That's all they do. Victim, victim, victim. Race, race, race. Fredo. What a loser. Speaking of Fredos, we should go to, ah, oh, no, I want to leave Brennan for last. <laughs> No, there's, I didn't want to show the video. It was only a 50 second clip. So, uh, you know, uh, bottom line is these people are going to be pulling out the victim card, pulling out the race card, you know, whatever they can. I'll tell you what. So, uh, 
my my daughter was in class and they had biology class and the biology teacher was um just so you see how far gone they are uh, the biology teacher was teaching the students just how many genders there are, that there's a lot of genders. And, you know, my daughter was like, wait a minute, no, there's only two genders, right? And she, and my daughter asked the teacher, wait a minute, so, um, are you, do you have kids? She's like, yeah. So, like, when you had your reveal party, it was either pink or blue, right? And the teacher got angry and said, well, you're just homophobic or whatever she said whatever she called her. And I was just like, damn, teachers are actually shaming kids to uh, define that there are more than two genders. Listen, you can identify as anything you want, right? I mean, we have Biden identifying as president-elect. We've got the whole world identifying Biden and accepting his gender identity as president-elect. So, you know, what? Now they're going to change biology? I was proud of my kid. I was proud. And, you know, she gets a lot of flack from a lot of people, uh, friends, family. You shouldn't be so outspoken. She's like, well, why not? You know, right now I may be smart because I know maybe you're smart because you know that this is crazy. But if no one stands up and says something, you're freaking my kids, she said, will be retarded. They will believe that there's 150 genders. There's not 150 genders. These teachers should be fired. How are you a biology teacher? I'm I'm actually going to be crafting an email after the show to be like, why are you teaching my kid wrong? I'm strongly against this, you know, critical race theory and all these genders biology is that science science says there's two sexes but science also says that the way someone feels is on a spectrum and that's true that is a hundred percent true your sexuality uh, your sexuality is on a spectrum you know some women are super like you know dainty and feminine that there's actually biology behind that no joke there is and and so what you identify is is what you believe your sexuality is go 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 with it whatever you know it's an emotional state it's not a physical state it's not a physical state okay it's not a physical state so and that happened this morning. She was telling me, you know, yesterday, the biology teacher and, she, and I was like, ding. And she was like, yeah. And all the kids were on their Instagram stories saying, Oh, the teacher owned you. But she was like, but there were some kids that were like DMing me saying, good job. Good job. Somebody has to say something. But then adults were scolding her, telling her you shouldn't be saying these things because, you know, you're constantly going against the grain. And it's like, see, even people our age, right, um, you know, like uh, the group of 30, 40s, 50s, 60s, right, and some 20s, right, are like bowing their heads down to groupthink. Groupthink. This is wrong. We can't keep doing that. Um, this morning I went to, so dumb, I went to the post office today out of all days on Veterans Day and it was closed, of course. So I was just like, ding. So I was like, you know, we're out. Let's go get a coffee. I said to my daughter. So we go to like this little thing called Au Bon Pain to get like a coffee. And so the lady's like staying there. I was like, ding, I thought you guys closed for like forever. I haven't caught you open at all. Oh yeah, we have limited hours, but we're waiting for DeWine to get back to us, you know, because he's making an announcement today. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, if they're going to shut us down again for COVID. And I was like, I thought that was over. And she goes, I don't know. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They got caught cheating. So they got to lock us in our house again. 
you know? And then she was like, yeah, I don't know if it's cheating maybe. And I was like, no, there's definitely cheating. She's like, you know, we do have to find out if there's cheating, but you know, our voting system is so archaic, right? We should just go with the popular vote. And I was like, well, why would you go with it? Because if the people decide, and I was like, stop, Ohio's got what? 11 million people. Right. And she's like, yeah. So what if you in Ohio decide that you want Kermit the frog, but there's a hundred million people that are split in two cities like New York and Los Angeles, right? Or two states like New York and Los Angeles. And you've got 150 votes right there, 150 million votes. Your voice isn't heard. That's a whole purpose of the electoral college. So that if there's dense populations in other places, that people have a voice, right? Because there's states like Alaska, like North Dakota, like Nebraska, like South Dakota, like Ohio, like Indiana, that don't have the population California, Oregon, Florida, New York have. So in what happens? So so those cities only, those states, I want to say cities, because for some reason, they have an abundance of votes coming out of there. But yeah, Montana, right? So none of them, so if you want Kermit, you got to go with Bozo the Clown because they said so. And she goes, oh, I see. I didn't under, I didn't know that. And I'm, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's definitely at least in her 30s, at least in her 30s, right? Not to offend, right? At least in her 30s. And she doesn't know what the electoral college is. And she's at least voted, I don't know, 10 times in her life. That is messed up. So she's sitting there thumping things that other people are saying makes me sick. So it's Veterans Day today. And, um, you know, Veterans Day was created after World War One, right? On uh, November 11th, 1919, uh, to celebrate anyone that served, right? It's not like Memorial Day or anything where they've died, but it's anyone that have served living or dead and that we thank them for their service. I mean, if you've served for one day or a hundred days or a million days, you know, it takes a lot of, it takes a certain someone to say, I want to do that. Um, I could tell you that it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Life ever when I graduated uh, from simple boot camp, even though while I was in boot camp, I could tell you, and those of you that have served in the Navy probably know what I'm talking about. Okay. So when you would get into, into line to get your food, you'd march everywhere. Like you would march everywhere. Um, but I remember when we'd stand in line, the same video would play over and over and over and over again. And I remember how many times I would stand there in my, in my, my dungarees. It was Christmas. I would stand there with my tray and I was like, ding, they're playing the same music, the same thing. You know, that video that's like Navy, uncharted waters. I was like, ding. So we did, I was actually arguing. Arpoc in my division, well, my first division, because then I went to a second division, uh, colors. I went to a colors division or whatever, where we're doing the colors and stuff and throwing guns in the air and whatnot. But, um, uh, it was, it was, it was super hilarious because I was, uh, while I was there, I was kind of very aware of the conditioning that they were doing because prior to joining, obviously I was part of some government programs and some training. And so I could recognize it. And it was just so, it, it, it was the proudest moment of my life. I remember standing there at parade rest in my, you know, in my uniform and I was like ready to pass out because it was like taking forever. And I was like, Oh, come on, have me like, you know, do the flag thing so I can at least move. And it was one of the most proudest moments. I like cried. I was like, 
Yeah, super crying. <laughs> and even my photo. So I have, you know, where they take like your, your, your photos before graduation, where they just give you a uniform and they're like, yeah, that's, we're going to fix it and tailor it later. Just wear it. Well, that morning, um, when we were lined up to do it, um, I had gotten what they call beat, not really beat, but, um, my master chief was upset. Um, so the weekend before, <laughs> <laughs> Here's how it goes. So the week, this is a really funny story. So the weekend before uh, we took the, so it was a Monday when we took the pictures. So Sunday, Sundays are usually like, um, uh, you know, you can go to church in the morning, free days. People would go to the exchange, get stuff, right? And so I would try to catch up on some sleep, but you're not allowed to sleep, right? So what I did was I got under my bunk bed and, you know, there's like wire mesh, right? And you would tighten your sheets, you know, so you could drop a quarter if you want. So yeah, Ricky Sundays, there we go. And so the night before I was on fire watch. So I was just like really tired. So I crawled <laughs> under the bunk and then what I did was I had intertwined my fingers in the wire mesh to make it look like I was doing something. If someone one came by and I fell asleep. So time went by really, really quick. And so, um, uh, next thing you know, right, they're mustering us at the foot of our beds, right, to present ourselves. And where am I with my sword? Because we're going to go march off and eat, right? And where am I? And he sees my feet sticky out from under there so he he lifts the bunk bed like lifts it up with one hand maris he screams and i'm i get up like quick and i look at him and then he lets go and i'm like damn if i didn't lay down real quick i would have been crushed it was so funny it was one of the most hilarious things ever so from that moment after we came back he had me in the drying room you know doing exercises and he was sitting outside at the door and he was sitting on a chair and he'd be like do jumping jacks so i'd start on the jumping jacks and those were the three-step jumping jacks and he'd be like oh i'm so tired of watching you do jumping jacks give me push-ups not girl push-ups so i was beat to a pulp and then in the morning he let me go to bed at midnight because I'm supposed to be in charge. So falling asleep is a bad example. Um, so what he did was he let me sleep at midnight, woke me up at 4am and started at me again. He's like, Hey, guess what? Get up Maris. You need to do exercises. <laughs> Cause I, I, I was thinking, uh, you did a lot of this now. I want you to do burpees now. And I'm like, ding. So I start, he goes, not here in the room. So if you actually look at my photo, I'm crying one because I'm proud and two I'm freaking exhausted. I think I like I I was I was ready to die, but you know lesson learned. You know when you're responsible for people and you do that, you should you know you know take take on the concert. Like I I was fine with it, but that was like that's like the funniest boot camp story ever. As, you know aside from the nicotine patches, which I'll tell you guys another time because that was hilarious too. Um. But for all of you out there, I'm pretty sure veterans all over have funny stories of boot camp stuff that just sticks with you. For me, it's just, you know, the, the, 
the day that I took my my photo with the flag, and um, yeah, and and the nicotine patches is funny. You know how you go to medical and they're like, "Do you smoke?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." Not really. Here's a nicotine patch box, and they give it to me, and that's fairly new, right? They weren't like they are now, so widely used. So I leave, and then the next day I had to go to medical again, you know, because they were taking out all my teeth or something, and um, <laughs> like the wisdom teeth, and then um. I go back and I was like, oh, by the way, I need another one of those boxes. And he was like, what do you mean? And and, <laughs> and I was like, the things for the cigarette thing, it felt really good. Uh, can I try another one? And he's like, you use the whole box. <laughs> you should have seen his face. You should have seen his face. I think that hospital course was like, you use the whole box of nicotine patches because i was like yeah that, that was some good stuff right there <laughs> like some more i had put all the stickers on i thought i was supposed to put the whole I, that's like anyway so for all uh, for all of you that serve from from an hour to a hundred years thank you and i'm sure all of you have like funny stories you know i learned how to fold socks there i know that sounds so sad and towels but I thought I'd share. I mean, it's Veterans Day and I know a lot of you are probably like listening to this and saying, oh man, I remember my time, you know, those of you that have served. So, um, I thought I would share it. Um, cause it's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's fun. Those are the fun stuff, right? That's the fun stuff. So let's get back to the news. Um, no, you know what? Actually, before we get to the news, let's get back to news that no one wants to talk about. Hold on. I'm going to play a nice little video for you. And no introduction on this video. I just want you to watch it. And for those of you that are not watching and listening, I'll um, attempt um, to time in. Chime, 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 chime in. All right. So let me play this. It's going to be pretty interesting. So the video I'm kind of putting together is that, uh, you know, we there's a quote for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Ephesians 6.12. So, you know, Julian Assange vanished in October of 2016. Now, many people might say that they've seen him. People met him. And remember, an asset flew twice to see him. But no one really knows where. Assange is. So, you know, you may say, oh, he's there. His parents are in on it. Uh, his parents wouldn't lie. How do you know? How do you know? I mean, the whole world was against our nation. The whole world is colluding against our nation. The whole world. So all you need to do is put on the armor of God and pray. I'm just saying, how do you know where he is? He's vanished. How do you know? What? You think that they can't swap? <laughs> really? Do you know how many people are in line getting plastic surgery? Do you know? You have the technology we had in 1980 to trick a president with latex. 1980. That's 40 years ago. Think where you were in 1980 if you were alive then. What technology did you have? Party lines, phones connected to the wall, maybe a color TV, maybe bigger than 15 inches, face off. Think. You just have to think about that because actual Julian Assange, I don't know, man. So I, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there for you. 
to let it simmer, let it simmer for a bit because it's, um, it'll be quite interesting to see how that pans out. You know, we have the whole world on fire, the whole world against our nation, but you know, that's going to change very soon. President Trump was reelected with a landslide that should be allowed to be seen. I don't want to hear, well, you know, we contested the states. We found it there. They're giving you a list. Look where Heart Inner Civic flipped votes. I mean, Dominion Software only here. No, it didn't. Everything was fixed. Everything, even the winds were fixed because they knew where it would fly and where it wouldn't. Well, where they could convince others it could fly. They believe a lion could be brought to heel. They have total control. That a lion could from his courage be pride. Over every single thing. That the lion himself would learn to kneel. They pull the strings. That a lion would not care, even if his lion died. Things have to change. That the lion himself would accept such a deal. And they have to change right now. now. In the end, it was only to themselves they had lied. 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 I am your voice. Our president is that lion. He is that lion roaring for us every single day, every single day, and not just for us, for the rest of the world. And it is a wonderful video. You guys should follow Panther's Den. I really like that clip. It was great. I think it was very important that um, people see it because how can you refute so many people? How can you refute it? You can't. You can't. You, it is impossible for you to refute what you see with your own eyes. You can't. It is right there. So um, I also thought that maybe we can see the history of veterans, uh, of American veterans, and um, how it came to be. And I thought the best way to do that is by showing kid history. Uh, there's like this channel called Kid Explorer. Um, they put together some really cute videos uh, to tell little kids history and teach them about history. And I think it's um, really important that we all uh, share real history with our children. I know a lot of you contacted me after my show when I introduced um, Samuel Huntington and said, damn, I never even knew about that. And I could have, I could have, uh, you know, mentioned him in July. I could have mentioned him in April, but the timing wasn't right because it's all about timing to make sure that the message is most impactful and that it is understood. So take a look at this. My name is Rob Cascal, and today we're going to learn about Veterans Day. Veterans Day is always celebrated on November 11th, and I'll tell you why in just a bit. First... I need to tell you what a veteran is. A veteran is someone who has served in the military, also known as the armed forces. At Veterans Day, it's a day where we honor those who have served in the military. Did you know that the military has five parts, also known as branches? The Army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Coast Guard. Together. Wait. 
but we have Space Force this year, too. They all serve to defend our freedom. Kind of a big deal. Respect. So if you meet a veteran, ask them what branch they served in, and then tell them they're awesome. The reason we celebrate Veterans Day on November 11th is that is the day that World War I ended in 1918 at 11 o'clock on the 11th day and the 11th month. And Armistice was signed to end the war. And Armistice is an agreement between two opposing sides that ends the war. Everyone was so glad that the war was over that the next year, 1919, 100 years ago today, the U.S. declared November 11th as Armistice Day to celebrate the ending of the war. It's called Armistice Day every year until 1954, when President Dwight D. Eisenhower changed it from Armistice Day to Veterans Day because he wanted to honor all service members, past and present. And that is why we celebrate Veterans Day, to honor all service members who have served our country to defend our freedom. Pretty cool. And that's your lesson on this day in kid history. Broadcast Cal out. How cute, right? How how freaking cute was that, guys? Adorable. But that's the history. That's how it happened. And uh, obviously, this was recorded uh, before Space Force. So now we have six branches, right? So where are we as a nation? Before, you know, we want to talk election meddling, want to talk all that, but I want to talk Gestapo first. I really want to talk Gestapo first. So yesterday I was, um, I, I, I told you guys that NPR, we should defund them because they were running a hit piece on uh, Millie Weaver, if you remember. Um, and what was interesting is the hit piece was really bad. It showed exactly where they're going with this. So let me share my Twitter feed, which looks a little bit odd because I was uh, someone obviously haters reported me <laughs> for being a bot. So I had to confirm that I was a bot, uh, which I did, but still my following shows that I'm following zero, but I am following people. Um, so that's pretty weird. But let's see. I want to go to that tweet. So, okay. So let me, let me, can I like see the tweet? Okay. So, well, you can read it like this. They were advocating to punish users who use live stream media and they're not good citizens. Look, if a person hasn't been a good citizen on social media, maybe they lose the ability to live stream. Maybe they're removed from recommendations. So they're pushing for it. Why? Well, Millie Weaver's stream, if you noticed, um, when I was, um, oh, it changed the screen on me. So we'll go there in a bit. If you noticed, when I was live um, on, on Twitch, I was, my feed was cut. When I was pointing out the irregularities, right, my feed was completely cut. And that was really weird. I mean, they, they even hit me with a copyright strike, which I filed a DCMA because I got emails from the company saying nobody like that works. Fox isn't our client. Fox also said we don't do that. I mean, it's news and it's covered under fair use. So obviously I've, I've, I've filed that with Twitch um, because that was ridiculous, right? If you think about it, that's, that's freaking crazy. 
But what they're upset about is that live streams are very effective. Now, on election night, Millie had over 20,000 people just on YouTube watching her live stream. And so, you know, you have to think, you know, how is this even happening? Like, why are they giving me these things? Okay, how is this even happening? How are they censoring us the way they are? Uh, this is free speech. But the, the eeriest thing is that these people are getting paid with our tax dollars to do what? S- shut us down. Big shout out to Polly who noticed that I was temporarily restricted because I was, let me tell you what I was doing without revealing much. And this story will come later. But when I was actually hit as a bot, I didn't tweet anything funny, right? I hadn't tweeted for a while, but I was DMing a couple of key people, a new FBI cyber report that I filed. That's going to be a story coming soon. Now, I, you know, I DM screenshot and I'm like, we need to get on this. You know, who do we contact to advise that this is happening, right? DM, not even tweets. So obviously someone can't find that I did something wrong. So that's what they do. They report you and then they pick all of them. So they call you a bot. So I had to wait until I got the code to like get back on. But this is what they do. The last tweet that I tweeted was Friday will be fire. I I think that was the last one that I tweeted. Was it? This I retweeted when I got back. Yeah. So I retweeted Polly an hour ago. So I got back then. So that's the last one that I tweeted. I guess maybe they didn't like this. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure the minute I sent that um, copy of the FBI cyber to one specific person, it like, ding, right? Silencing. So I want us to get to this article because... Um, This is a huge story. Millie is going to be putting together a report because obviously she's the target of it. But this is this is pure insanity. So these two people who you're paying, by the way, because they work for NPR. So your tax dollars are paying these people put out uh, um, an article. This is a still from her seven hour stream. So they were watching it. They watch all the time. And they say that And let me read it out because there's a lot of people that are just listening. Last week, millions of Americans turned to cable news to watch election returns pour in. Some refreshed their Twitter feeds to get the latest tallies and nearly 300,000 others kept an eye on YouTube channel of 29-year-old Millie Weaver. That's true. A former correspondent for the conspiracy theory website InfoWars. Of course, they retire with that who offered right-wing analysis to her followers in a live stream that carried on for almost seven hours the day after the election. (laughs) 300,000 people watched her video. So they were upset that such a big number was watching her video. At times, her pro-Trump commentary veered into something else, misinformation. First, she aired footage of a man pulling a red wagon into a ballot counting center in Detroit. That image has been spread widely around by conservatives who contend without evidence that it's proof of illegal ballot stuffing. In fact, it was a TV cameraman pulling his equipment. Do you know who put that story out about the wagon? Yeah, IIA asset, Cassandra Fairbanks. And let me tell you what Millie said Um Look at what they did. So I can't wait for her to sue them because they've put it completely out of context. I don't have the video 
darn, maybe I'll, maybe I'll look for it when we're on a break. But it says, Millie, what's going on? Asked Weaver. This is from the day after, right? Me and her talking. Um, and she didn't say anything. She just showed it. And then I like chimed in and said, well, you know, from the way he's walking, he looks like a dildo waver. That's it. That was said. We didn't say he had ballots. We didn't say anything. It looks like the election is being stolen was said, like, not even in that context. It was like afterwards when they were like, we were talking about the poll watchers and what Corey lives. So they just put that out of context. This is how losers they are. And I know that when Millie responded to them, she gave them the video. Oh, shoot. You guys aren't seeing. Damn. Sorry about that. So I know that... um when she responded, she gave him the video clip and she's like, I never said that it was anything. I didn't say that he had ballots. I didn't say that. So why are you saying that I did? Because the she cut it and she, she laughed. She was like, hey, I had to send him that dildo waving comment. And I was like, that's perfect. Because the guy did walk like a dildo waver when he was walking around with a stupid red wagon. Right. But I want to make it clear so you understand, sometimes misinformation is necessary, but you have to look at the information and who puts it out. So it's it's pretty interesting, right? Interesting that they took her thing out of context. I can't wait for her to sue them because, you know, the conversation was she showed the video. We didn't say anything. We didn't say anything, right? She goes, what's going on here? Looked at the video and then I was like, I don't know. He's walking the way he walks. He walks like a dildo waver. That was a whole conversation over the guy with the red wing, with the red wagon, you know, because he was walking really soy. You know how they walk soy, right? So <laughs> I was just punching jabs because he, he did look like a dildo waver. So that was it. Now, they go on to say in this article, as unproven theories and rumors multiplied online during the election, major social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Google-owned YouTube, took more aggressive action than ever before to limit the reach of unsubstantiated or false claims that could undermine confidence in the democratic process. Man, are people going to eat some super freaking crow, okay? Super crow. But one area that has become increasingly worrisome to misinformation researchers is live stream videos often posted by conservative influencers like Weaver. Uh-huh. So they don't want you live streaming, right? Because their algorithms can't catch you, right? That's their problem. That is their problem. So here's where they go to say why people should have the privilege to live stream only if they say so. If you follow whatever rules they want or if they approve you. Okay, just look. The platforms have leaned into live video in a bid to keep people's attention longer. It's promoted o over other types of videos. Users who subscribe to a video channel often get push notifications when someone they follow has launched a stream. But experts say the streams often occupy an ambiguous gray zone where it's difficult for the platform's automated detection system or human moderators to quickly flag this type of content. Well, let's just stop right there. Okay. To all you that watch, Tori says, right? That watch, Tori says, um, tell me, how many times has YouTube caught me live? Live. Tell me. A few times, right? Cut me live. They've cut me while I'm live. So I guess I've got special eyes because one thing that I've noticed is um, 
that when I upload my videos and premiere them, right, when I upload them, it takes at least 40 minutes for it to process after it's uploaded because they're manually looking at my stuff. And at the time that they say it's done, right, I have like 20 copyright claims from trolls. So I have to like dispute it. I have to cite legislation. I have to cite, all right, if they're saying that they have the copyrights to this, then just here's my address. Sue me. Sue me for the five seconds of this. Sue me for the one minute and tell me how I'm depriving you of anything when my channel is not monetized because I'm not depriving you of crap. I don't make money on YouTube. Okay. So I've been demonetized a long, long time ago, a long time ago. They gave me like four weeks. And then the day before they were supposed to, you know, do their whole, um, shading where they like do the accounting where Shadowgate had reaped in tons. They kept it. I didn't even see it. That's theft because advertisers paid them. I paid. I sent myself a super sticker. I didn't get a refund, but they're holding on to it. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait until November 14th where the copyright, where the community guideline for hate speech, because Shadowgate was considered hate speech, comes off. And if I'm not remonetized and then pay me back that, then it's to court I go uh, because they should not be able to do that's theft. That's actual theft. Okay. It's theft. So I'm going to take it that way. But anyway, so here they are, these think tanks, the Atlantic council is part of this, everything. This is where they're going. They're advocating for um, silencing of speech. Fake election results, violent threats streamed on YouTube. So they're talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, Steve Bannon, um, on the war room pandemic, calling for Fauci and Ray to like, you know, be dethroned or whatever. Right. And so Twitter banned one of his accounts, Facebook and YouTube removed his video, but, um, it wasn't until hours after it was initially streamed. So by that time it had hundreds and thousands of views. So people like Bannon, Millie, myself, you know, shouldn't be live streaming because even though we stay within the guidelines, we can say whatever we want. I could sit there and tell you that aliens are running the place. And you can't see them because they're invisible. I can say whatever I want, whatever I want. And I can have millions of people watching me. I mean, you know, there's people out there that tell you that they've been to Mars, which is BS because Mars is in the past, but whatever. You know, they're not getting booted off. They're still talking about it, right? They're still talking about it. You have people sitting there explaining the hammer when they don't even know what the hell the hammer is. Right. They've never seen the software. They're just going off from whatever they listen to and they try to, you know, make some sense of it. Yet they are still on there because they're assets. Right. Huh? So, you know, and it was really weird that NPR got in touch with her with that. And then I got a barrage of texts like from spiteful people. All these people are off, yet you're still on. I work within the guidelines in my content. Totally original. And I can say whatever I want because this is the United States of America. And if I tell you guys that I'm president electory and that I'm creating a cabinet and I have 100,000 people watching me, they have every right to watch me, right? So why are they going to, they're going to monitor what you're allowed to watch and what you're allowed to believe? Or wait a minute, you mean effective voices need to be silenced. This is it. Because what the media is realizing now is that they're totally irrelevant. Nobody cares what they have to say. And they're never going to come back from this ever.
Associated Press actually has an account with CIDL. CIDL is the company that actually tallies the votes in those trap doors, right? That's foreign owned company, a foreign owned company. And they have an account with them that directly gives them the results. Like what kind of news agency pays to have access on tap for election soft, you know, with election software so they can get results and then redistribute it to like all the other channels. Think about it. How does that even happen? They're not coming back from this. They're dead. The mainstream media is gone. You can't come back and say, oopsies, we really thought that he was just like bitter. Sorry. First of all, they're not going to say that, right? That's number one. So we're going to have a new narrative on how he invented the fraud, even though people are actually going to go to jail, even though you can show proof in their face. These people will stop at nothing. They're that desperate. And now we have NPR. NPR that we fund with our pocket advocating to not allow free speech. If I want a channel where there's channels out there where there's a cat giving news. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. Or a lady that has an alien baby. She gets like 400,000 views. It's like this thing that looks like a caterpillar. And it's like, damn, smart idea. So she has an alien baby. Should we say it's misinformation because she's telling the world she has an alien baby that she takes to the beach? No, it's entertainment. So if people are breaking down the news, are you going to say that they're not allowed to do that? You shouldn't be able to give perspectives. What's next? Like I was talking with Gavin yesterday. He's like, one day we're going to be sitting down at a restaurant having a conversation. And then the microphones around and the cameras will pick it up and say, Ooh, you're having illegal speech because you want to know who your thought police is. You're freaking fact checkers. Citizen score. I mentioned that in 2018 and I warned of that. I wrote about it in big league politics because it was very important. People laugh. They're like, it's called life log. No, it's called citizen log. You're getting a citizen score. That's your social media score. So I want to go further here. Mm, results may not be final, the text said, linked to results to outlets of Associated Press. The label on Weaver's video has now been updated to say that the AP has called the race for Biden. A second label says robust safeguards to help ensure integrity. of. So AP is now your thought police and your election authority. So the Associated Press now calls elections. They're dead to us. And they're understanding it. So they're pulling all guns so they can silence all of us. But unfortunately, with the Internet and the plethora, my listeners, my viewers, if you take me off all the platforms, we'll just have to come to my page because I can live stream on my Web page as I wish. You should not be advocating to stifle free speech, NPR. And I'm going to introduce a bill. I'm telling you I'm introducing a bill. And I will reach out to every single congressman in uh, in January of 2021. I will draft that bill and I will hand it over to them to shut it down. They should not be taking our money, our federal tax dollars, and weaponizing it against us at all. Have no proof I know, right? I have no proof that they're trying to stifle us. Wait, let's see. Facebook spokeswoman Kristen Maria said the company prioritizes reviewing live broadcast. Again, how many times has Facebook cut my broadcast feed live? To all of you that watch, Tori says. 
tons of times. How many times people are like, yo, your feed was just cut from Facebook. Yo, your feed was just cut from this. So they're already monitoring. I mean, for Millie, I guess they didn't have a live viewer. I guess I get my own personal, let's see how we can remove Tory person. That's what, I guess I have some guy that said, hopefully I'm red pilling you, dude. Hopefully I'm red pilling you. If you're watching my content, I hope to God that I'm red pilling you. Okay. Because what I'm telling you is fact. I mean, you could see it. This is 1984. This is thought police stuff. All right. So I'm really glad that someone reviews this because you know what? If you're in India watching this, damn, if we fail, damn, India fails too. You'll be slaves to the United Kingdom faster than you can blink. All right, next. Again, I should add, you'll be slaves again. <laughs> again. Because you were once. So it says, meanwhile, uh, Weaver, the conservative YouTuber, defended her election night coverage. In a statement to NPR, Weaver framed her approach as an independent journalist just asking questions. I was monitoring Twitter posts relating to claims of election fraud and playing those clips to people on my social media platform. I was debunking some that appeared to be hoaxes while presenting other material that appeared to have some validity, which is true. Anyone with reason could conclude that the election appears to have many irregularities. That's also true. So federal and state officials like who explain who? You mean to me from Pennsylvania, Mitt Romney, like who are the officials that are telling you that there's no sign of any significant irregularities? No signs. We arrested postal workers, <clears throat> people that had a wedding the week after the election found torn up ballots in some corner. Uh, people were filling out ballots. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and we're paying these guys. All right. We're paying them. We need to get rid of them. We need to gone independent, only gone. You see, they're taking these smug idiots right here that put it together. You see it. Bobby Allen and Shannon Bond. They're getting paid with your hardworking tax dollars. You know, when you're waiting to get some money back from the federal government, you can't take it all because these these clowns need to get paid. So, you know, they need your money so that they can go against the interests of the United States. So they're using federal tax dollars to, sti to stifle our First Amendment right. This is crazy. Videos banned on one platform can jump to another. There are limits to how much any single company can restrict video spread across social media. A YouTube live stream or TikTok video may be reposted on Twitter or Instagram, making policy enforcement seem like a game of whack-a-mole. Oh, so... We can't eradicate them fast enough. We can't silence them fast enough is what they're saying. Shad Lu, who's Shad Lu, said that the vast majority of traffic to YouTube videos comes from other sites, linking to them, including other social media platforms, rather than its own recommendation. Taking a platform-by-platform -platform view of these things is inherently limited, said Dookie. <laughs> Fucking thick. The, the Harvard Law School lecturer said, what one individual platform can do in the whole of the internet ecosystem will always be somewhat limited. We can't shut them up fast enough is what they're telling you. We need to silence them faster and it's not working. We need help. We need to, we need to do more. Wait, somebody has a solution, right? In search of a scalable solution for live video, Emerson Brooking, a fellow at the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab. Oh, you mean 
the fourth unelected branch think tank, okay, said platforms have known about the dangers of live videos for years. There have been numerous violent acts committed in front of the camera, including the shooting at a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, 2019. I'm going to hold comment on that video. The gunman had streamed himself live on fake, fake book, fake book, fake book, put new rules in place about live streaming after the Christchurch incident. Kind of like after 9-11, there were new rules. Guess what? We can spy on you in the toilet. See the pattern there? I don't think live stream will ever be quite where we want it to be. Like, oh, where you want it to be. Okay. I guess it's... Brooking said so, so that's the way it should be. But the new problem we're seeing are people who see the live stream and take clips of it and take it to platforms that have no moderation. We cannot silence them fast enough. And then people take these clips and then they share them. And then, oh my gosh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That's basically what they're saying. So I'm, 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 I'm interpreting for you. But we should go to, you know, further. Here's another one. Stanford chimes in. Stanford's Diresta says, it's good practice to punish users who turn social media live streams into mini propaganda machines. Well, then why is CNN on it? Fox, all of them. Why are they on it? Mini, why is Biden on it? Why is the DN democracy now on it? Why are you on it? If a person hasn't been a good citizen on social media, maybe they lose the ability to live stream. Maybe... They're removed from recommendations. DeResta is probably a cat lady, and I'm a cat lady too, probably. Single, feminist, Birkenstocks, granola munching. We don't need men because from our bone marrow, we can just make girls. So we don't need them. Did you guys see that TikTok video with... <laughs> so dumb. Alex Stam Stamos, Facebook's former chief security officer, said tech companies are now developing machine learning tools to better monitor video content, which could eventually be applied to live streams. We're teaching AI to spank you because you're not a good citizen. So apparently, if you're not a good citizen... You're not allowed to live stream. You're not allowed to be on our platform. Your social score is kind of low. See, you're not a verified blue check mark, so you can't get away with stuff. So sorry, loser. Maybe you can go on the back end of the internet where nobody watches. This is what they're telling you. We can hire a bunch of 20-somethings to go look at TikTok all day who's the director of Stanford's Internet Observatory, but it's not a scalable solution. Man, guys, this is, this is terrifying. This is extremely terrifying. If you guys don't think that's terrifying, that's insane. Speaking of infiltration, the story that I'm going to tell you has infiltrated the roots of a movement. Damn, I can't even go there right now because I'm going to spill the beans and I don't want to. I can't. I can't. I shouldn't. So on that note... I want to wish Jerry McLaughlin happy birthday. She's got her birthday today, and um, that's why I pinned it there so I don't forget. So we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, you know, this is the eye of the storm, so I think maybe we should, you know, listen to some Doors again. I, doors is one of my favorite, okay? I listen to them all the time in my house. And this is an acoustic cover by some guy that nobody knows. And I think um, he did a great job while we were trying to tune audio. And maybe you can watch him too as he sings along while we refill our coffee cups. See you in just a bit. 
I think he's a great musician. We should all give him some props for that. That that was a great cover, even though I was looking for a female cover, a specific one. That was pretty awesome. So now let's get to the really nitty-gritty stuff. So, obviously, election fraud is coming to surface. Everyone is seeing it. Everyone is seeing it. So let's just go by my feed and see what the president has been saying here. So he's telling you about, oh, look, President Trump went to acknowledge the veterans. I wonder where Joe Biden is. Probably doing it virtually from his basement, right? I don't know. I mean, you would think he'd be the first one out getting all the media um, since, uh, you know, his son served. And and so did the other one, but did he really? It was just like an appointment. It's kind of like Strzok. So he's been pointing out all the fraud. And yesterday on Sean Hannity, um, they all came out and made it clear. I want to see if the president has um, tweeted out <laughs> whiteboards. <laughs> I love that, right? The whiteboards. Yep, he's the epitome. What we don't want at the FBI. So true. Okay, so he didn't tweet out the handy thing. Oh, I wanted to tell you about this. So for, let's just look. So this postal worker came out and said it. He told. And they put him in a hot box. And then they were like, oh, he recanted. Look, I don't think a lot of people have been in a hot box to know what a hot box is like. Hot boxes are not good. You, uh, you have to go through a lot of training, a lot of training to learn how to resist. And, um, hot boxes are not fun. I mean, you could sit there and they'll convince you that you're Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's very, very hard. So the first thing you have to do is just not say anything. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're attacking this man's credibility is really wrong. Very wrong. Every single whistleblower, no matter what they whistleblow about, should be embraced because they're putting their lives out there, putting their lives out there and risking everything, their livelihood. And what you see is, is that the biggest truth tellers are drugged through the mud. I mean, I was. And you know what brings credence? Millie's arrest. They arrested her because they thought I gave her part of the DNC server. I'm telling you, that's why they arrested her. Yeah, you know, I'm a LARP. <laughs> Yet I know a lot of this stuff inside out. And yesterday, if you noticed, I didn't have a computer screen. And I was citing things off the top of my head. Kind of like a computer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, so this guy, he, he came out. He uh, came out. And told the world what he saw. And they're throwing mud all over him. And you know what? So all whistleblowers, let me tell you something. What do you expect a whistleblower to be? A saint? Do you expect him to live in a mansion? And, oh, look at him. He's, he's got his stuff 
put together. He's got a great credit score, great school. No. You don't have to have anything to be pissed off and call out and call people to the carpet. Like, what the heck? So now they're maiming this guy, right? Making up stories because the media is dead. And all the assets are, oh, my God, I almost spilled the beans on that one. They're all gone. It's done. Maybe they should learn how to code. I mean, they told us to learn how to code. So watch this clip of him. Wait, I want to actually put the one that James O'Keefe put of the guy that was um, hotboxing him and what he told him. Um, Is this it? Yeah, here it is. I want Agent Strasser. To 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 so investigate it. Here we go. Take a listen to this. You're grilling the hell out of me. How are you feeling right now? I'm kind of pissed. I feel like I just got played. And I heard him say to the supervisor that they messed up yesterday. That they and I was so I was like, oh, what did they mess up on? And uh, he told the the supervisor that um they had uh, postmarked one of the ballots for the fourth instead of the third because they were supposed to hit uh, put them for the third and so let me let me make good on that promise right away okay this storm is getting crazy right and it's, it's out of a lot of people's control this storm is getting crazy this storm is getting crazy and so the reason they called me in is to try to harness that storm, try to reel it back in before it gets really crazy. Okay? I understand. Because we have senators involved. We have the Department of Justice involved. We have all lawyers. They brought me in to harness that storm, reel it in, because we got a lot of people involved. We've got senators involved, the FBI, the DOJ. Yeah, you're all fooked. Team's gotten a hold of me. I, I, I'm not. Well, I am. I am trying to twist you a little bit because, in that, believe it or not, your mind will kick in. Um, we like to control our mind, and when we do that, we can convince ourselves of a memory. But when you're under a little bit of Okay, so first of all, there's a question on the screen, so I'm going to read it. He's an official whistleblower, right? He's a federal employee, right? Well, actually, he didn't go through the official channels because when you go through the official channels, they start slapping you with gag orders. He knew that would happen because it's happened before. So this is how it's done. Now, I want you guys to listen to the intimidation this guy is getting. You know, we can put ideas into your head. When you're under stress, you know, your mind might remember something that's not true. So he's priming him. Hey, there's a way out of here that you could just say, Oh, you know, I kind of, I think maybe I thought about it or maybe I heard about it on TV and I kind of thought I saw it. You know, this is what he's trying to get him to say on the record. This is what they do. This is what they do. They can make you say anything and do anything. And this is coming from someone that is, I have some really 
that is PSYOP nations, okay? I'm telling you, this is nothing. And when they put you in there and they're like, man, you have a kid, you know, you're paying child support, you got bills to pay, you know, now you're going to be off work with no pay because of this. You want to make it go away. Let's fix this. You can make this go away. Is it really worth it? We need to collect this storm. This is just way too much. We need to stop this because Kathy said so. Kathy's so fooked. Um, listen to this. The stress, which is what I'm doing to you purposely, um, your mind can be a little bit clearer. And we're going to do a different exercise, too, to make your mind a little bit clearer. Okay. There we go. So, but this is all on purpose. Roger. I'm not scaring you, but I am scaring you. It seems like they were trying to make me distrust y'all. And at the same time, it, it, it kind of affected. But at the same time, I was, no, nah, these guys have had my back since the get-go. So he was trying to sow mistrust to say they're trying to make it look like the election is bad, like the government's bad. We're on your side, man. You're going to be fine. You'll be back to work. You'll have no problems. In fact, we'll even help you sue them for, you know, uh, parading you around like that. How dare they? You're an employee of bars, man. Psych 101 right there. This guy was being screwed by any which way. This is what they do. They mess with your head. They, man, I mean, Ali Alexander, king of psyoping. I mean, look at the people he's penetrated. More to come on that song. But <laughs> here. So uh, that's why I continued. Do you think these federal agents have your back? At this point, no. Hell Do you think these federal agents are really interested in investigating fraud? Honestly, I don't think they are. And in fact, you heard Weisenberg tell a supervisor they were backdating the ballots to make it appear they've been collected on November 3rd. You still stand by that? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So they're intimidating him to not say what he was saying. They tried to reverse what he was saying. That's, that's, really, that's really bad. Like he's telling him, you know, uh, we've got senators, we've got the DOJ, we got the FBI, we got all these people. You need to like think about it. Maybe it's not what you think. Maybe it's not what you think. The president even said, you know, he, he was brave. And that's what needs to happen. We need to start speaking up. And you know what? I am so proud of my child for speaking up when her biology teacher shamed her. She said, you know, what was fact. And I'm so glad that she stood up to family, friends that, you know, tell her you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be going, just put your head down and get, no, because then my kids are going to be brainwashed. Somebody has to take a stand and say no more. And people are doing this. This is what we need to be doing. All of us. This is our nation. They're not going to tell us how to run things. They're not going to tell us how to speak, how to walk, how to go. And they're not going to be stealing elections. That's my representation of freedom. Look, they're even pushing Pennsylvania postal worker recants allegations of ballot tampering. Look, they're putting it on there because the news is saying it. It has to be real. It has has to be real, they say. That's true. Together, we are all making a difference. We will be victorious. That's what we need. A united America is an unstoppable America. That is what we need. Now, I want to go back to my timeline because as people are freaking out over these elections, they're freaking out because they got caught. 
and they've got everything writing. I mean, they cannot, they will, it will be like, there's no resuscitation after this. And it had to happen this way. As I've said, clowns pull their own pants down. They won't be able to recoup from this. So Associated Press, they're dead. Hold on. Where's the Associated Press tweet that I had? You know, what's up with, you know, we really need to do a show on Bob Menendez. This guy has a hard on for the State Department. Any Trump appointee, he hates Pompeo. I mean, Pompeo, listen, Secretary Pompeo, I like you, but don't put your career in Gina Haspel's lap. She's done. She's toast. She knew what she did. There's no apologies for that. There's no, I was just doing my job. So just let her go. Let her go. So let her go, please. So the the AP, despite what Donald Trump says, the election he lost to Joe Biden was not tainted by widespread voter fraud or irregularities in how ballots were counted. AP explains why the election's validity is intact, regardless of his claims. The fuck it is. No, you're getting your information from Seidel, a foreign company that is helping deploy the actual algorithms that are tainting the ballot. My vote is one vote, not 0.25, not 0.13, depending on whatever algorithm you deployed, depending on how moderate or severe or close or not close you wanted the race to be. No, they are done. These people, they will never recover, ever. It's done. Not only that, CNN has now started calling out all senators that haven't congratulated Biden. So they're bullying. You. They're like, you're, you're going to have to congratulate him. Uh, no, I don't. Congratulate me then. I'm president elect Tory. Congratulate me. Well, you're not. Well, <laughs> Biden can say it. I could totally say it too. And here's this. Now, this was we need to watch both parts. Listen to both parts. For those of you on uh, iHeart and iTunes, listen to this. Listen to this. This is crazy. Listen to she smacked him down. He was interrupting her. And she even used a little bit of leftist targeting. And he got like, oh, I'm not talking about that in the second part. Listen to this. Wait, let me put this up. This is really good. You just told me Joe Biden is not the winner. So you are arguing it. Don't say you're not arguing it. You are. He is. Darling, I told you that he is not the president-elect of the United States, which he is not. He has not been certified by each state secretary of state and the electoral college has not met yet. So if you want to be a proper Brit and be technical, those right. are the technicalities. You know, everyone. OK, uh, he, is, he is recognized. He is recognized as the president-elect. Uh, by Republican president, former Republican president, no, and by former Republican president George W. Bush, uh, by uh, admittedly Democratic president Bill Clinton, by four U.S. uh, Republican senators, and by Democratic senators. Look, it's not a question. I know technically he hasn't been sworn in yet and the Electoral College hasn't met. We all know that. But we also know that any previous candidate other than Donald Trump would have admitted that he'd lost and conceded by now. So I guess what you're telling the viewers is that the mainstream media and big tech like Google, Facebook and Twitter control the narrative and tell us what to think. I tell everyone at home, please 
Watch the show Black Mirror because you're watching it right now. The media is gaslighting you. Think for yourselves and just let the democratic right. process play out. No one is saying that Joe Biden and, isn't going to ultimately. And what, and what, what you're what you're doing is encouraging people to indulge in base. So she even said, "Watch the show. Remember when we watched Nosedive? Those portions they copyrighted me on that, but Netflix let it go because I was using it for a news report. So if you watch those shows, that'll freak you out. That will really set you back." You'd be like, ding, because it's all there. It's telling you what's coming. You won't be able to go on a plane because your score is not a 4.2. You won't be able to live stream because you're not a 4.5. You can't post anything on Instagram and get all these points. You know how they do it? Like, oh, if you're like this, you get all these privileges. And it's like everyone's striving for that privilege. I had a conversation with a person that I most recently met that I really like, and he does some badass videos and he was like i'm getting shadow banned and i was like you know what i really don't care anymore i'll tweet just to do my part and say whatever i have to say if no one's watching whatever if people are watching whatever and i was like damn it's still showing that i'm following zero people even though when i click on you know profiles that i follow i'm following them and i was like dang you know they really have me in their you know grasp because i didn't even notice but in seven days, I've reached over 11 million people tweeting. So that means my content is something that people care about watching because not a lot of people are doing. They want to be safe. Right? They want to be, oh, I got to be safe. I can't tweet stuff, right? So um, they are really hunkering down. And here's the guy arguing with her. He's a foreigner arguing with her, telling her, no, he's legitimate. And it's like, dude, do you know how the system works? Like states haven't even certified their elections yet. So what's going on? It's conspiracy theories. And I put it to you again, as someone attorney at law, uh, I find that an extremely uh, regrettable thing for you to be doing. Well, I hope you are never charged with a crime because if so, you would be convicted and guilty because no due process is entitled to anyone. Now, is it? Do you listen to yourself ever and think, does <laughs> really believe what I'm saying? So now we're going to insult me for my opinion. No, I'm, ju I, I, I'm just asking you. I'm just asking you. You're, you're making a case. I'm extremely uh, you've proud made of a, my You've made a series of statements of which, have not, had, which have not had backing. And I spent three years in law school and I passed the bar exam and I did so meritoriously and in good faith and I'm in good standing. So I think you should have some deference and respect for a lady. Right. And I Ding! She used the, 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 the China card. I pull that card too sometimes when, you know, I'm talking with liberals because then that terrifies them. They've been conditioned to like bow down and be like, oh no, she used the woman card. Damn. I have to stop. I have to stop. So it's like a red alert. Wait, there's more. Here's round two. Uh, 40 years uh, covering uh, American politics, uh, uh, and I've also got... And degrees. insulting women. Uh, so, so I, 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 oh, I'm not insulting women. I don't even... Uh, your sex doesn't come into this. I'm simply asking you whether See? you think Republicans and Republicans like you are behaving in an honourable and decent fashion that you would be proud to turn around to the next generation and say, copy me. I would want every American. Wait, is he targeting our honor? First of all, totally love her. I want to be her friend. And she's got stellar makeup. Like that doesn't even look like she's wearing makeup. Totally want to be your friend and find out what she's using. So, and her contour is on point. So this is like the woman's perspective. <laughs> Sorry about that. But this guy was like, are you, are you doing it with integrity? And it's like, oh my gosh, you have a queen, dude. You're just a subject. Stop talking.
to say, hey, we should have a constitution that means something from 1776. Our legal system works. We should have due process of law. Every American citizen is entitled to due process of law. There are recounts, there are audits, and there are lawsuits. And until they are fully seen out, we have to respect the will of the president of the United States. And whether you like it or not, the president today is Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States. I do not know who will be the 46th president. And it is really not my opinion to say who it will be, but I will tell you, we deserve transparency in elections. We deserve to see this process at work. And only one party wants that, and that's a Republican party. Elections done in secrecy are bad for Democrats and Republicans and our republic alike. It doesn't sound as if, uh, in the end, uh, you're confident that uh, this uh, legal uh, misery you're putting America through is going to result in your winning anyway. To be honest, this is let's take Donald Trump out of the equation. I know your vitriol and hate for, for, hatred for him is apparent. I've this expressed is Okay, so her name is Erin Elmore, E-L-M-O-R-E. I totally love her, and she's U.S. Well, well I don't know what the thing is well she's a republican strategist i love her i want to be her friend for everyone oh if you haven't expressed an opinion then i have green hair having said that i think every american deserves transparency in this process and it has to play out because this election is impacting republicans just so you know this could happen to a democrat in the future we have to realize this election is a pinnacle in america we have to realize everyone deserves fairness and transparency and due process and that is the crux of the problem and of the issue until these results are certified joe biden is not the president of the united states and that is a plain and simple fact in black and white i know you're well i seem to i seem to remember the uh, last few democratic defeated candidates for the presidency uh conceded gracefully last few conceded gracefully oh dang has he not seen what they've done to our nation for four years milking us for money milking us for money telling us how we're racist and because she didn't win everything's like wrong and president did all these bad things Hmm. georgia announced a hand recount of the state's presidential election results i see npr politics amid baseless accusations of election fraud from damn we really need to defund them like super fast from fellow republicans georgia's secretary of state brad raffensperger has announced that the state will conduct a hand recount of the presidential race where president-elect joe biden currently holds a fourteen thousand lead dude he's he's probably gonna have just fourteen thousand votes maybe He's going to have diddly squat when it's hand counted and they throw out all the fake ballots. Now in Philadelphia, they're busy burning stuff. So we're not going to have any ballots. <laughs> they're busy trying to fix it. They're not letting one anyone in. They're trying to see how they could fix the election recount. That's what they're trying to do. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, you know. Uh, this is coming full circle on them. So let's go back to my profile because I have a really fun video to show. So, uh, you know, I was really excited yesterday because General Tata is in the Pentagon. General Tata has said some really nice things about um, John Brennan that I loved. Oh, wow. They're putting ads on their Twitter thing. Damn, CNN is desperate for money. Here we go. It's got a new book out, by the way. Wait, he's got a new book out. He needs money because he's going to jail. He needs some money. Undaunted. 
my fight against America's enemies at home and abroad. Good to see you, sir. Good evening, Chris. So people hear this news. Ah, that's Trump being Trump. It'll pass. What are they missing? They're missing what is a very, very worrisome development. It's clear that Mark Esper was removed as Secretary of Defense because he rebuffed Donald Trump's efforts to politicize the U.S. military. Translation. Damn, he took out Esper. We're totally in a pickle right now. We need to do something about this because they took him out. They took Anderson out. They took all our moles out. And I think it's quite apparent from the reporting that Mark Esper has stood up to Donald Trump repeatedly. Who knows what else he has refused to do? And the Secretary of Defense position is, I think, the most consequential position in the U.S. Yeah, you know why? Because as you noticed in that document that we went through yesterday, they said that the military wouldn't resist them. Of course, if it was Esper in charge, they wouldn't government aside from the president of the United States, because it is the secretary of defense who carries out the orders given by a president for military operations. And if Mark Esper has been pushed aside because he is not, you know, uh, listening to Donald Trump, you know, carry out these, these orders, uh, who knows what, what orders, John, John say Owen, <laughs> what orders, what orders is it that he's not carrying out? Tell me what orders he's not carrying out. I see. You mean the roundups, right? Arresting you, giving me a lawn chair? His successor, this acting secretary, Chris Miller, is going to do if Donald Trump does give some type of order that really is counter to, I think, what our national security interests need to be. One more rebuttal to a shoulder shrug. 70 days. You know, he'll be gone in 70 days anyway. Once the Electoral College meets, we have the inauguration. So they're confident on that. And I say this again. When we have governors under the Republican flag that do not choose, but will give it to legislature, it means that the local legislature, which, by the way, are the most corruptible, the most corruptible, because, you know, they have that village mindset. I'm in charge of my town and I'm like the big boy here. So they get a lot of bribes, a lot of bribes. You remember how we rounded up a bunch of people in Ohio for RICO? They were like state legislator, GOP heads, um, city councils, uh, county council officials. You remember in Ohio when we did that sweep? Yeah, it's related to this. You know, the whole electoral college thing that they're going to wait for legislature to pick their own slate of electors. You see, because no president has lost the presidency when they have Ohio. Well, since JFK, because the Democrats really wanted him in and then they definitely wanted him out. Right. They were like, see, uh, you're nope, you were a snake. We're going to take you out. You're not doing what we want. So if you remember that, that was actually stolen, too, for JFK. And JFK turned out to be a Trojan horse for them. So, again, pay attention to what happened. Didn't we Rico Suave in Ohio, Toledo, Columbus, 60 million Rico charge? What kind of Rico? What were they Ricoing? Mm. 70 days, you can do a lot of damage in 70 days. He still is the president of the United States. And is he going to carry out these vendettas against other individuals? As you pointed out, Chris Ray or Gina Haspel or others. It is clear that Donald Trump is trying to exercise the power because he can. And he is going to settle scores. 
but I'm very concerned what he might do in his remaining 70 days in office. Is he going to take some type of military action? Is he going to release some type of information that could, in fact, threaten our national security interests? <laughs> you know, did you hear what he said? Let's just... President Trump can do a lot in 70 days. We need to go back to that. And that is him talking. He talks like that when he's pissed. When he got, okay, I could tell you that cadence he's used when we were in a really tight, tight spot with the ISIS people once down in Kuwait when we were training them. So I know that cadence. That's the cadence of we got to do something, but I have to you know, use my words correctly. I want you to listen to those words again. 70 days, you can do a lot of damage in 70 days. He still is the president of the United States. 70 days, he could do a lot of damage in 70 days. Damage to who? To you and your ilk. What can he do? He can declare military, um, he can declare martial law, and then he's president, but they're in charge. So, so he never, he never leaves. And is he going to carry out these vendettas against other individuals, as you pointed out, Chris Ray or Gina Haspel or others? Is he going to like take out Ray, which I believe is my guy, but he's really our guy too? And is he going to take Gina Haspel? Well, he should, because she should be held accountable for what she did. I don't care if she's flipping. She should be out because you can never trust her. She's actually quite sneaky. It is clear that Donald Trump is trying to exercise the power because he can. And he is going. He's trying to exercise the power because he can. No, he's exercising power we are giving to him with the information that we are leaking to him, with the affidavits that we are giving him, with the videos we are giving him, with the testimony that we are giving him. Because we govern, we are not governed. Going to settle scores. But I'm very concerned what he might do in his remaining 70 days in office. Is he going to take some type of military action? Is he going to declare martial law? Because then he'll stay president forever. Is he going to release some type of information? Is he going to release some type of information? Like, that could, in fact, threaten our national security interests. Yeah, because he might tell the world that we've been using the same software we use here to steal elections. We deployed that in Macedonia, Albania, Ukraine. You name it, we've done it. So I think people need to be looking very carefully at what he's doing. And unfortunately, Republicans in Congress continue to give Donald Trump a pass. Republicans in Congress seem to give Donald Trump a pass. Actually, there were only 38 of them. OK, so that's BS. You're talking about the Senate, not Congress, because it's not Congress that has his back. Only 38 of them have his back. So you need to find that letter. And believe it or not, Crenshaw signed it. He's on life support, but he signed it. Kelly Armstrong didn't sign it, but he signed it. Just saying. All right. So this is the key question. What can be done uh, short of him messing with the Electoral College and trying to have Republican or friendlies pick their own electors and, you know, go grand scale with faithless electors? What huh. So what can he do? Listen to this by picking his friendlies and picking the electors they want. Okay. So now they're telling you what their plan is. This is how they double speak, how their plan is. So like Governor Burgum is going to let the legislator pick it and the legislature will pick Democrats. Now I'm going to tell you something about the legislature. Here's a, here's a fun story. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Swallowed coffee wrong there. So here's a fun story. I was at a district 38 meeting. 
And there were three people that were elected by the local, like, Minot people, and they were sitting there, and they were, yeah, we're like the Bastard Caucus, and we're like all for transparency. They were like, rah, rah. So I was like, all right. So they were talking, they were giving their speeches, and obviously I was there. <laughs> I can tell you guys how that went. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm always about carpet calling. I stood up and I was like, well, you just said how it's important that we have transparency, that it's important that all of these are straight. Yeah, damn straight. And I'm like, well, then tell me why you voted to pass this bill. That means that I can't see your emails with other state officials. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's not like somebody wants to see, you know, stuff I talk about, you know, about my wife or you know. I was like, what, yoga classes? Like what Hillary Clinton said. And the room went silent. Now, obviously, there were a lot of people in there where you could see the side smirk. And I got the high fives on the download because everyone's like scared to do that. That's like fact. I did that stuff. Totally called him to the carpet. I was like, that doesn't seem like transparency. If you're an official, an elected official, and you're having conversation with the Secretary of State, Department of Transport, or anything, I should be able to view it. That is what transparency is. Yeah, but it's like personal stuff why are you using official channels for personal stuff use your own personal email i don't understand well you know no you're not and and that's it they all turn red and i said one two three all three of you are doing this all three of you are doing this so you talk a good game but you're sneaky af because here's here's what i wanted to say and i know everybody knew it the one guy, he got the city contract to take the trash. So his company now makes a shit ton of money by collecting everybody's garbage because the city of Minot charges people water and garbage together. So they've got a set bill of like 80 bucks a month, which is the garbage truck because they have to take it somewhere else and they have a city dump and then they do this and then they're selling their properties or buying them for a dollar. This is why your local legislators are the most corrupt because in their little world, little, little world they're in charge and they're the shit and they could do whatever and they've got an in oh look that's a zombie home we're putting it at auction don't tell anyone i'll get that for a dollar you get the next one that's how they work they're corrupt and that's what they want they want the governors to be like yeah so i don't want to like commit career suicide here and choose republican right so i'm just gonna let the legislatures that look like they're all republican do it for me and watch them pick democrat slate that's what's gonna happen that's their plan and then this is why i've been saying we need to as as citizens in our local communities, screw every single one of those little people that get in. Because everyone's like, who cares? He's just a state senator or a state house member. Remember, it was that stupid house member in Oregon that pushed the bill to unplug and starve dementia patients because they cost too much money. It was that, you know, state senators, the bunch of state senators that decided that they wanted to change the law in Illinois and have children as young as 14 choose that they're organ donors. Oops, they're brain dead. Just sign off right here. You know, these are the things that we need to be paying attention to. President Trump is at the top. 
But the top can't stand without the bottom. And at the bottom, they're all freaking rats. This is why it's important we pay attention to who's on our school boards, who's our mayor, who's our city council, who's our county officials, who counts the freaking votes, and who's in charge of those on the local level. That's what I'm talking about. So they're telling you exactly how they're going to try to steal this. And this is where you should be coming in. What can be done to stop anything he wants to do in the next 70 days? Well, if Vice President Pence and the cabinet had an ounce of fortitude and spine and patriotism. So Vice President Pence and the cabinet. Where's Vice President Pence now? That's right. He's on vacation. He's on vacation right now. I think they would seriously consider invoking the 25th Amendment. So what are, how are they going to invoke the 25th Amendment? John, tell us. You're going to call him crazy? Is he making up conspiracy theories of election fraud? Because, hey, Millie and I still, I for sure, still have those logs from Kentucky. And if someone actually did something, then Kentucky would have an actual governor, not the snake that's going to decide the electoral slate. Want to see Kentucky go blue? That's what's up. See, that is what you need to be paying attention to. That is how you suss it out. You know, I'm shocked that all these, you know, all these people listen to my show and then they go do their shows in the evening and say what I say, right? But they don't point out the facts. And the facts is we have to take part in our communities, our local communities, our local communities, because they're the foundation that holds up the rest. Your states are independent. You need to be working on that. You elect your sheriff. Are you going to get one that swings around and with a hard on for anyone that may be in his purview? Someone that's political, someone that you've heard, oh yeah, you know, she has blue hair. I don't like that. Well, what if I want to do blue hair? Does it mean that I'm bad? No, but I'm just going to arrest her because she looks curious with the smurf hair. I'm just saying. We need to be more attentive to who we put in our local offices. And that's why the article I wrote back in April or was it April or May? I don't remember where I said the president shouldn't call anything. He shouldn't tell the whole nation you're shut down or you're not shut down. He should let the governors decide because everybody needs to see the crap that they have in office. Everybody, listen, your governor sits there and it's like, I'm shutting you down. You can't kayak, but I can have a party. You can't do this. You know, Gretchen, the witch up in Michigan. Where's the state legislators? Where's the local house, local Senate? What they do for you? Tell me what they did for you. What did your city? council do for you what did they do absolutely nothing nothing that's who you need to hold accountable for because if your state legislators your senate your local house actually did their job gretchen would have been recalled in a heartbeat and they would have told her take your shit and go home nobody in my vicinity my constituents say you're a witch gretchen off you go. Take your bags. You're out. But the law says we make the law in the state and we say you go. That's the thing. We don't have to be in this position. We don't. Oh, but we have to gather signatures. Fuck the signatures. Go straight to your legislation and say, hey, you're my local rep. Do something. You're my local rep. Do something. That's what should be done. You have all the power in the world and you're not using it.
That's how you get things done. You grab them by the cone. Oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to start digging on you and I'm going to look at your financials, dude. I'm going to be filing FBI reports up the bejesus. SEC filings up the bejesus against you. Do what I say. Use the blackmail against them and then tell them, once you do what I want, get the fuck out because we're going to get someone in there that wants to listen to us. That's how you do it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that is how you get things done. I'm telling you. Because when I reported Hillary's server, nobody did anything. Nobody did anything. The minute I started sending them pictures and bank accounts and shell companies and said, I'm going to release this to the ether, test me. Suddenly they were like, hey, Hillary, um, what about that server? And it's like, so people had to die in Benghazi before you fucking put fire under your butt, right? I had to show you blackmail. I had to play your game to make you move. That's not fair. But, you know, it's effective. So if there's blackmail out, or you've, you've got a state legislator, uh, a house, you know, house, local house and Senate that you want to fix, start digging. It's not hard. Go to your Secretary of State page. Look at the trusts they have. Look at the companies they have. That's it. And then you go and you're like, listen, this, I've already got it on file. I'm sending this to the FBI. You do this now. And then you resign, I'm happy. I won't send it. Consider it done. I won't tell a soul. You don't do this, you're screwed. I'll let the FBI take care of it. But that's blackmail. Blackmail what? I'm showing you that you're a criminal and I'm saying I may or may not file it. If you do, what's the right thing to do? No, that's not how it works. See, you have to make sure that if you make a threat like that, that you're ready to carry through. But I'm just saying I've done that before and the person had done really bad stuff. I still sent it to the FBI and I told them that too. <laughs> I said, by the way, you weren't very effective. So I already sent it to the FBI, but you said, yeah, this is a really bad crime. Sorry, <laughs> not happening. And then, you know, the Toledo thing happened. <laughs> it's like, oops. Uh, so, you know, people need to be using the tools we have. We have unbelievable tools that we are just not using because they make you feel like once they're in office, they can't get out. Dude, you've got all the power in the world. Grab your state senator, state congressman, woman by the face and say, do what I ask you to do. But the governor said, we governed the governor. We elected him. So now we don't like him and we don't like what he's doing. So do your job. Yeah, but you know, we have to, we don't have to do anything. Get in session right now because the people said so and get him the fuck out, period. See how easy that is? Fire under their butt. That's why it's important who you elect on the local level. So again, blackmail is not the best way to go. It's not because it's still blackmail and that's a crime. But if it's a crime against the people and abusing office and you're bringing it to their attention and you give it to them and say, you've done this and I'm going to report it. So you do this and resign and then I'm going to report it is pretty good. That way you're not in the public eye or else you could just get swatted and I'll have a lawn chair. Um, and, you know, pushing Donald Trump out because he is just very unpredictable now. He's like a cornered cat tiger and he is going to lash out. And the fact, that, again, that he has the powers of the presidency in his hands is quite worrisome. Now, we, we know that uh, the Attorney General Barr has uh, done Donald Trump's bidding in the past. Will he continue to? Wait, did he say that our president is like a tiger trapped? Let's listen to that portion again. Just listen to that. Tiger. And he is going to lash out and consider invoking the 25th Amendment 
um, and, you know, pushing Donald Trump out because he is just very unpredictable now. He's like a cornered cat, tiger, and he is going to lash out. And the fact that, again, that he... He's a cornered cat. Yeah, he's a freaking lion, dude. That's what's up. And you're acknowledging that because he's coming for blood. Hence the red chin on my logo thing that I put. Let me just put it out there so we could see it. The red chin. Yeah, it's filled with blood. It comes for the enemies. So, yeah, he is a kitty cat. Tiger lashing out in cage. Man, you've run out of so many corners to paint yourself in and you're talking. Are you kidding? he has the powers of the presidency in his hands is quite worrisome. Now, we, we know that uh, the Attorney General Barr has uh, done Donald Trump's bidding in the past. Will he continue to do that vis-a-vis uh, -vis this election? I don't know. But I do think it's something that the members of Congress, the leadership of the Republican Party, really needs to send clear signals to Donald Trump. So he's calling on Congress. Again, only 38 people supported, uh, you know, the effort to audit and contest uh, the election. So is he calling on those 38? Because the majority of the Republican Congress is is working for Brennan. So Kelly Armstrong, I'm pissed. I'm really pissed. Donald Trump, that if he goes, uh, continues to go along this path, they are going to put up roadblocks. What do you make of the attorney general saying that? So if he continues to go to this path, they're going to put up roadblocks. So he's saying you know, hinder him from being able to do things. Okay. Uh, his investigators before the Electoral College will look at substantial allegations of voting irregularities. As you and I both know, irregularities is not a legal standard or any kind of criminal rubric. Uh, but what do you make of that? Well, I think it's an unprecedented move. And again, since William Barr has shown that he is willing to be Donald Trump's personal defense lawyer, as opposed to the Attorney General of the United States, I am concerned that he's going to be looking at this in a very one-sided manner. And so I think this is something that uh, hopefully the, the state attorney generals and others are going to stand fast. And also the, the Department of Justice professional uh, professionals are going to carry out their duties irrespective of whatever type of political winds they feel are blowing their way. John Brennan, thank you very much for your perspective. So our president's a tiger. Which tigers are like courageous. They're not spontaneous. They're extremely courageous and they symbol, they symbolize like generosity. And, um, in, I think it's Native Americans, they, um, symbolize the god of wealth. <laughs> so, you know, he's a cat man. I'm, I'm a cat lady, so I'm game with that. Now, speaking of I'm game with that, ding, we have Tata coming in. Let me tell you about Tata. So I guess people listen to Tori Says because everyone dug this up afterwards. I was like so excited when I saw that. But Tata entered the office. I think I retweeted his photo somewhere. Someone gave me his photo in the thing, and he looks so cute. I've never worked with him. I never met him in my life. But here he is. This is... um. Retired Brigadier General Anthony Tata, right? He said some really cool stuff about John Brennan. He was like, you're a traitor. You fund this. Obama funded the Muslim Brotherhood and the terrorists. He called them out. In fact, CNN had plastered his tweets all over in 2018 because he was like, pick your poison. You want to be hung, stick a suck on a pistol. <laughs> I swear he did that. And it's like, that's who I want in the Pentagon. 
someone who calls a spade a spade. And Cash Patel is there now too. Ding. Cash Patel is so smart. I'm very, very, very excited about that. So let's see what else is going on. Ooh, she's playing this. Let's watch what Anna. So Anna Kite just um, put out Kim Clements. It's a two minute clip. We should listen to it. It's pretty cool. This man will. Jerusalem because of his brilliance and the spirit of God made me look at him and he said this man will throttle the enemies of Israel this man will throttle the enemies of the West and there are highly embarrassing moments that are about to occur for many many politicians in this nation there will be a shaking amongst the de- Democrats in the upcoming elections but unsettling for the Republicans For God said, I am dissatisfied with what emerges from both parties. They will shout, impeach, impeach, they say. But nay, I was praying for America and I was praying for Israel. Nothing unusual. Suddenly behind me, starting behind my back, going in the form of an arrow. Christmas tree. Hundreds of thousands of people. And I turned around and I was stunned at what I saw. And so I raised my hand like this. And every one of them raised their hands. I looked back and they were doing the same thing. I shouted. And they all shouted. They were one. They were one. One party. A united party. One party of people. It continued until I realized that the unity of these, amongst them stood one that God had set aside to be the leader of this nation. In the next, in this next week, this man shall begin to emerge. And God says, these that shall reject him shall be shocked at how he takes the giant down. For this shall be dismantled so that there will be no more corruption in the White House, says the Spirit. That's an awesome clip she put together. I didn't know he did that in 2014. I wasn't following him. Someone actually had it was I, I think I mentioned it on air before it was like we were talking about it because someone sent me something and we were talking about it and it just so happened while we were talking about it someone from Kim Clement's family actually called the person I was on the phone with and then we three-wayed and I was like what that's so crazy so crazy so what we need is unity we are united a united America is an unstoppable America. Unstoppable. So here's Newsmax saying that a man was charged with threatening Schumer and the FBI. What did I say? I did tell you, right? Okay. Let's take a look at what they put out. Let me swap. I did tell you. We do have elections coming up again in four years. Well, no, we're not. They think we are. So we have to start slowly, like they did with Fox. (laughs) 2030 is the next guideline, right? It's a 2030. Remember how everyone was talking about Agenda 21? I was like, nope, it's Agenda 30. I said that over two years ago. People went, Agenda 21. And it's like, it's Agenda 30. That's why we got eight years to fix this. Eight years of hard work. So at least we're reinforced and we have a fortress and we can allow the rest to choose. To choose if they want sovereignty. To choose if they want to go down the righteous path. Because when it happens, only those will be left standing. 
So a New York man has been arrested and charged with making threats toward uh, Senate Majority Leader. This is coming from Newsmax. The Justice Department announced on Tuesday that a Staten Island resident, Brian Majorana, has been charged in federal court with threatening to kill and order and ordering others to kill protesters, politicians and law enforcement in retaliation for the 2020 election. The Turner Diaries. Let's see what else. Um, funny how they put that picture because it's not on there. Maybe they got hassled for it. Do you see that? Do you see the picture there? That QAnon picture? It's not there anymore, but it was. Let's go back and see it. Oh, shoot. You can't see it. Gosh darn it. I keep forgetting that. I'm sorry, guys. It's new software so that I can stream so I can see my DLive messages. I want to talk with everyone. And when I post links, I want everyone to have it rather than swap a million screens. So there's no QAnon picture here, is there? Can you see that? But for some reason, for some reason, let me show you. We have it on social media. Did you see that? So they put the picture saying that it's QAnon. So they put the link. Are you paying attention now? Do I have your attention now? Some of you can see what I was saying, right? Oh, you can't. Some of you can see what I was saying, right? I told you. When one goes down, another replaces. That's the way the devil works. No one ever starts anything. No one ever starts anything with ill intent, No one ever starts anything with ill intent. You see it now? Now you can see it, right? Not yet. I'm seeing it, that you're seeing it. Okay. So see that? That's crazy, right? I mean, it's not in your article. So you purposely, look, it's not the article link that populated the picture that was a DOJ on the article. The article had the the Department of Federal Bureau of Investigations, So they purposely put that picture as the person threatening Schumer and the FBI. I think I want to screenshot that to save it. Hmm. You see? See, there's these little clues that, um, you know, we need to be paying attention to. Little clues. Little clues. Because they're very subtle where they show allegiance. Not to you, but to those that need to see it. You see that? You see it? Great. Because as you now can see this subtle clue, just like I told you, oh, look at that, Megan Kelly. Nobody, she flip, flop, flip, flop. She even said, oh, you know, Biden's going to get me. And they have great people, right? They have great people. But what are they telling you? They're already telling the world where they really sit. That's important. They're telling the world where they really sit. Oh, I love this picture. I <laughs> Love it. Who else loves Frank? I want to listen to what Frank said here. <laughs> listen to that ooh. Who listen to that ooh? Come on, who doesn't love Frank? Quite frankly, is awesome. Full audit. Thank you. People are speaking my language. Ooh, I want to hear what Sydney Powell had to say. Totally Sydney love Powell. Her. Sydney, let me just offer my uh, best wishes to General Flynn. Uh, he is a decorated uh, lieutenant, and we want to thank him for his service to our great country on this 
Veterans Day. So I hope you'll pass that on for me. Tell us where the Trump campaign lawsuits stand today, Sydney. Well, there are suits filed in Michigan and Pennsylvania. They evidence significant irregularities in the voting process, fake ballots being brought in on pallets after voting closed, people testifying to having seen any sort of things from people writing Harris, Biden-Harris things on the side of a bus to, to ballots being uh, laying on the sidewalk to ballots being put in a trash can. Always Trump ballots went in the trash can. Um, it's just stunning, Maria. And then we have statistical evidence that we haven't even brought out yet. Um, that's my next venture is to explain the statistical anomalies that show it was physically impossible for the election to have come out the way it did. It's just mathematically impossible. So for all people who love Sydney. science, uh, the math is dispositive. So are you going to, you want to tell me more about that right now? Or are you waiting to discuss that? Well, it's, it's a little bit complicated to explain, but we have evidence of the same number of ballots being injected in, or the same number of votes being in, injected into the Milwaukee and into the Wisconsin system and into the Michigan system three different times. I think there were there were two specific injections of exactly the same numbers in um, Michigan, and then in Milwaukee it, it happened three times. So, are you going to have enough time, Sydney, to to hear these? Are you, are you going to be have enough time to prosecute these cases and 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 get heard? during this limited period before year-end? Well, needless to say, time is of the absolute essence, but we only have to prove these claims by a preponderance of the evidence, and frankly, given the fact that a ballot itself is evidence, the burden should be on the parties seeking to introduce the ballots in their favor to prove that the chain of custody was maintained. And on top of that, we have multiple states who did not follow the law established by their legislature, which is a whole separate issue. That's essentially what Justice Alito focused on when he issued his order regarding the Pennsylvania ballots that had to be separated from the night of the election. And there's no way they're going to be able to be counted because they weren't even in compliance with the law of the legislature. So we have four states that have deviated significantly from what the legislature told them to do in handling the ballots. Those all have to be thrown out. It's not a matter of curing them. They can't be considered at all. Attorney General Bill Barr sent out a memo Monday night uh, of authorizing Justice Department prosecutors to investigate specific allegations of voter fraud before election results are certified. That certification coming in December. Look, you're, you've got experience as a federal prosecutor. Do you think that the DOJ is going to find instances of fraud, will it be enough, in your view, to overturn what the media says is the result of this election? Well, if they don't, they're engaging in willful blindness because there is scads of evidence and testimony from any number of witnesses. I've lost count of how many they have. More pour in every day. I would encourage every American patriot who saw an irregularity such as a thumb drive being inserted into a voting machine during the tally and the tally suddenly changing to massive pallets of ballots coming in the back door in the middle of the night, not properly handled at all, and, and just cranked out. I think there are hundreds of ballots that are even filled out in the same ink 
that were obviously manufactured. And there is a ton of evidence. The same ink. What? That hundreds of thousands of ballots are going to have to be disregarded, and they're all for Biden. Hundreds of thousands of ballots. All right, before you go, Sydney, I want to ask you about this software being used. Was it the Dominion software? Now, we talked on the show on Sunday, and we discussed the potential of Nancy Pelosi's family having an interest in that software company, Dominion. What can you tell us? We are still investigating all of that and connecting the dots. There is a substantial problem with the Dominion systems because Texas even refused three different times to adopt and use those systems because they have inherent defects. Uh, one of our theories is that those defects were built in for a reason. There is Chinese software and other uh, components within those systems. And, of course, China had, I mean, China has, has the greatest interest in the world in disrupting this election. I think it's entirely possible that the NSA and the, and the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency that General Flynn used to head, should be conducting their own investigation for national security reasons, because I think there's a high likelihood that it's China, for the benefit of Joe Biden, that did this election rigging. All right. We will leave it there, Sydney. I know you've got a lot to investigate, and we will uh, talk with you throughout. Thank you so much, Sydney Powell, uh, for joining me this morning. We will be. Yep. Thank you, Sydney Powell. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, they were all done with the same ink. And you know, someone said, hey, Newsmax already took down that tweet. Like I said, I see everything. I'm on another time sometimes. And I say it, but people are like, what? And it's like, "Mm, what did I say about the USB sticks? It's all going to come out. I mean, it's all coming out. And I wanted to tell you guys, okay, so we're coming to the end of the show, but I wanted to tell you, I'm going to be on a show tomorrow. And I wanted to, uh, do you remember when I showed the Roseanne Halloween special with Kristen? So I'm going to be on Kristen's show tomorrow. I think it's 930 in the morning. Um, So I'll show you her YouTube. So um, I spoke to her yesterday and today. And so I'm going to be on our show tomorrow. I know what we're going to talk about. I'm, I am I know uh, she probably has whatever point she wants to talk about, but, you know, I just go with the flow. Um, so I'll be on her channel tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Um, and, oh, I, again, I'm not showing. I'm going to get used to this. I promise. I promise I'm going to get used to this. I'm like showing and I'm like, so I'm going to be on her show, uh, Chris, um, Kirsten. I'm going to be on there uh, tomorrow and it's going to be super loads of fun. Um, you know, it's going to be, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I have no idea. Um, I, I think she wants to talk about you know, the election software hacks. And, you know, that would be a good thing to talk about considering I use the software (laughs) and I know the software and Dominion is just one version, uh, one company, which is linked to, you know what it's linked to? Subaru. I kid you not. Subaru Research and Development out in San Francisco, San, Sacramento, sorry. And it's also linked to the Sacramento Veterans Association, also linked to some 
dude. I'll, I'll see. I want to write this article, but I really don't have time because we're working on so many things. I am working on an article, guys. There was an infiltration. I'm going to give you this little tidbit. So the Trump campaign obviously has been attacked by the media many, many times. Uh, they uh, try to um, show, um, you know, that he's involved with dodgy things. And, you know, they always try to find a way to target our president. So I have made it clear about a few people pointing to what their actual roles are. But it seems like people are just dumb. You know, some people are really, really that far gone. It's not dumb. It's just demoralized that they jump on it. So you remember with Bannon when he did the wall, right? And then they were like, oh, look, Trump was like promoting this. And they did all this, which is BS. I love Bannon. Bannon's awesome. I'm telling you, Bannon left the White House to take out other trash with him. I'm telling you that now. This guy's legit. He was in there and he left to sweep out more garbage. He had to sacrifice his spot to take out the garbage from the White House. Remember that. Now, um, there is another attempt, another attempt to paint this as a conspiracy theory and circle fraud around the Trump administration. Now, that story is going to come out very, very soon. I actually filed an FBI complaint this morning, and I'm going to get that information out as fast as I can. So there's mitigation and anticipation because um, and it doesn't have to do with Bannon. It has to do with someone else. And I've said, you know, these people penetrate and hop on and hijack the clout of others to, to, to put themselves in the center of the stuff. Guys, you're going to be like, oh, well, we knew about it. Yeah. My listeners knew about it, but the rest of them don't. And it's like these big media pundits, man, it's really bad. You know, like when you think that you're, you know, it's kind of like Antifa, right? You know, when you went to Antifa.com and then it would take you to Joe Biden. Could you imagine if you're like, what if I'm like, oh yeah, you know, hungry children and stuff. And then you come on the site and you're like, yeah, let me donate. And then it like goes into my pocket. That's really messed up, right? That's called illegal, right? <laughs> that is illegal. It totally is illegal. So um, this is what is coming out that they're doing that. So um, they're this is this is crazy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it for a little bit, and um, you know, and I want to thank. I'm still looking. Was it email? Was it DM? There was someone that pointed it out to me. Sent me an email and said. Why is, you know, um, this being promoted by General Flynn? And I looked at it and I was like, what is, because I read all your emails. Trust me, I try to get back to them. Like even your letters, my daughter says I'm the slowest person reading stuff. And it's like, well, I want to read it. And then I want to put the address so I can save it. So that way I can send out like random postcards whenever, right, to my listener base. So I have to save it and then I can respond to it. I'm kind of slow like that. I like to take my time. And so I'm looking for that email because I get so many. I want to thank them because I didn't even pay attention to it. And so, you know, I let General Flynn know. Um, I DM'd him. Um, because it's crazy. It's really crazy. So I want to thank the Patriot 
that let me know because I'm sure other people probably saw it and just didn't put it together. Um, and, um, yeah, that story is going to be coming out soon because uh, we want to get ahead of that because I, I believe that people haven't even seen it because when something is such a good cause and so many good people are behind it, you don't look at the details um, because you just, you know, you just trust that those around you. Right. And that's the thing. We should be able to trust those around us. That's the that's the that's the sucky part. We should. So tomorrow morning. I will be on Kirsten's show at 9.30, and then I'm going to do my show as normal, you know, 12 to 2. Um, so on that note, uh, I want to finish this off with Rudy Giuliani before we go and see what he had to say about uh, voter fraud. He was on Newsmax, right? Let's see what he has to say about the evidence of the legal battle the president has. It's the second hour of American Agenda. I'm Bob Sellers. Attorney General William Barr is urging federal prosecutors to examine allegations of voting irregularities before states certify election results in the coming weeks. This says the president and his legal team continued to make the case for election fraud. Joining me now is the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who's leading this election legal fight. So uh, tell me, sir, how are things going? Where do things stand right now? Well, after filing the lawsuit yesterday in Pennsylvania, which um, supported by 50 plus witnesses that say that Republicans were excluded from observing over 600,000 questionable ballots in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and only in those two Democrat uh, corrupt cities, really, uh, rest of Pennsylvania, no problem. Um, we have, we think we have a good chance. Also, when you consider the additional allegations of fraud there, to have that vote overturned and not certified. I mean, the margin of victory was only 40,000 after the president had been ahead by 700,000. And I think we can show that this was part of a concerted effort on the part of the Democrat Party to do this in 10 different states. Because the same thing they did in Philadelphia, heard the Republicans in corrals not let them see the ballot. They did it in Pittsburgh. They did it in Detroit. They did it in Milwaukee. They did it in Phoenix. They did it in Las Vegas. They they did it in all these places where they have this dem- Democrat you know, machine. And it's impossible that every one of these Democratic leaders woke up the day after the election with the same idea of not allowing Republicans to see the mail ballots and corral them into shoots even though the law of their state requires that it be observed by a Republican and a Democrat. And for and forever, we've done that with absentee ballots. Second, we're about to file a lawsuit now in Michigan in which, um, again, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of ballots were cast without any observation. A, a Democrat uh, whistleblower working for the board in Detroit has come forward and has uh, given evidence of days and days of fraud, uh, preparation for it, backdating of votes, going into the polling place with people, showing them how to vote, uh, taking votes of people that weren't registered, and then actually going to the registrar book and registering at the time. She observed all of this. She was disgusted with it. She's a Democrat. She's come forward. She's given us an affidavit, and she's at the heart of the Democratic uh, case that we have, which will be filed in Lansing, Michigan, which will show that well more than the margin of victory are illegal votes. And then a very extraordinary thing, somewhere around 4 or 4.30 in the morning on November 4, right after the election, 100,000 or so ballots showed up at the headquarters. Uh, The observers were leaving at that time. 
So the crooked Democrats uh, in Detroit figured they could count the ballots when the observers weren't out. However, several observers remain behind, and they have given us affidavits. And the affidavits say that these 100,000 ballots that were not properly um, were not properly um, packaged. They're supposed to be packaged in a big wooden box with an inner box and a seal. They look more like this. Some that have come in earlier in the day, they look somewhat more like in boxes like this. Don't know if you can see that. Okay. Yeah. And and and, and then we'll. You mean like the guy with the wagon too? Laid out like that. The story that they said was a cameraman with his equipment. Could it have been put there on purpose in order to debunk the actual wagons with the ballots? Be careful. Be careful. Be careful who you follow. Which completely destroys the secrecy of the ballot. And then all of a sudden they began counting them very quickly. And three different um, affiants, people who have sworn under oath, this is one of them, Andrew Cito, said that um, said that all of these votes, to the extent that he heard them being called out or he observed them, were for Joseph Biden. Okay. And every and ballot that, he saw just, had no one else on the ballot. Just, just to words, be clear, a, you're talking about that occurred uh, allegedly in Michigan? Is that where you're saying that? Yes, I'll read you, I'll read you the affidavit. Uh, no, that's okay. You, you don't have to read it. I just want to, to make clear uh, where you were talking about. And, oh, and I'm, sorry, I, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about Andrew Cito in Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan, at the TCF Center. He was there from 9.30 in the morning. He remained behind when many other people left. At 4.30 in the morning, uh, the, these uh, shipment of absentee ballots came in. Uh, there, he was told that there were several vehicles outside with out-of-state license plates. They pulled up to the center at 4.30, and they unloaded many boxes of ballots. Okay. Tens of thousands of ballots were brought in and placed on eight long tables. But Mr. Mayor, could I ask you a question the about media. the process here? Could I, could I ask you? So, so remember, Cassandra Fairbanks dropped the story about a guy that could have indeed been a camera guy, right? So everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're shipping them in with wagons. When it's a legit thing, that they were shipping them in wagons. Do you see how this works? And then we had NPR saying, oh, Millie said that the election's being stolen when she didn't, right? She didn't. She was like, oh, look, what's that? Because we knew wagons b were being used, but that was the only video. So no one was going to say, oh, look, he's stealing the election. It's just like wagons, wagons. Because even Millie said, well, we don't know what's in there. We can't play it. And I was like, yeah, just if you play it, just don't say, just be like, what's going on there? People take a look, you know? And she did. That's what she said. And then all I said was like, oh, he's walking like a dildo waver. That was the conversation because you have to be careful who you follow because they always plant things to debunk things. So a couple days before they get the affidavits and pictures from actual individuals that saw ballots come in on the wagon, you had a story that went in to be like, oh my gosh, this could be theft or whatever. When it was a camera guy, they do that on purpose to debunk actual stories. Now, a lot of you say, well, who do we follow? Trust your gut. I said this. Don't even follow me. Trust your gut. Yeah, dude. The minute she went to Assange and she's code pink, totally knew it. And the fact that she's thumping Caitlin Bennett now that she was fired and she's, you know, looking at getting, you know, charged, it tells you everything you need to know because the ass sits down.
So, you know, we should call them out. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of calling people out when they're losers. Call them fake news. You're an asset, period. You're part of it. You're a sleeper. I told you, you have to pay attention to the little, little clues. I mean, you know, that's how it works. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, A.N., well, don't forget, they've got assets there, too. And those assets didn't just appear. They were recommended. So, um, yeah, let's listen to the rest of this. So you filed suit in Pennsylvania regarding the, the allegations of fraud that you have. Obviously, you say you're going to go to Lansing as far as this situation. Um, I, I, I'm kind of curious, what's the timing here in which you expect to get some sort of answer? How it turns out, what kind of remedy are you looking for? Well, in the, in the, in the case of both Pennsylvania and Michigan, in fact, in every state, this this election is guided by the laws of the state legislature. And then it's the state legislature that has to certify the result as honest and fair. We're in a position in both Pennsylvania and Michigan where they can't possibly do that. And now we will now we will move on to Georgia, where the same thing happened, to Wisconsin, to Nevada, where the same thing happened, to Arizona. It's very, very curious that um, you know, on, on Tuesday night the president was way ahead way ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania, 5% in Michigan, 8% in Wisconsin. And by the next morning, because of things like this, the votes being brought in in the middle of the night, the whole thing had changed. Well, there are people... It happened happened in all these places. It can't be a coincidence that they decided they would exclude Republican observers in every one of these places at exactly the same time. Okay. So, So in Pennsylvania... You have already filed suit regarding these allegations, correct? Do you know when you would get some sort of answer on that issue? Well, it's up to the court. And, of course, it has to be done on an expedited basis. We have to have an opportunity to call the witnesses. We have 50 of them. But their testimony is rather short. And it's all in affidavit form already. Uh, We have to make a record and then hopefully bring it to the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court. At the same time, we'll be moving ahead in Lansing, Michigan. Uh-huh. There's already been a private case filed in Michigan two days ago, similar to ours, but not as complete. And how many how many states total have you uh, made or plan to make allegations uh, similar to this? I would say anywhere from eight to ten. Uh, okay. all, all of them are states in which we have one common allegation and then different things. The common allegation is that when they started counting these new mail-in votes, they excluded Republicans from observing. They put Republicans mostly in corrals that were 20 and 30 feet away and wouldn't allow us to see most, if at all, any of the ballots. And what kind of remedy? What kind of things like uh, we have these ballots that are brought in the middle of the night. We have uh, we have backdated ballots. Right. Ballots. the, the, The ballots had to end. On November 3rd, according to Justice Alito, we have thousands and thousands and thousands that have been backdated, and we have witnesses for all of them. Okay. So we have numerous instances of fraud, but the common theme is excluding Republicans in 10 different places, and the same system was used has to have been a common objective. Now, if, if the states come back and say, yes, they were allowed to observe, or even though they were not permitted to observe as you would wish. What do you think the remedy should be? Throwing out 
every ballot, throwing out the ones involved with that? What would you expect a, a remedy well, first of all, to be? The, fir- the, fir- the first of all, the states aren't going to come back and say they weren't counted the way we wish. They weren't counted based on the law of the state. The, each one of these states. So how does it resolve pro- itself? If they come out, if they were to say, you're absolutely right, that is what happened. And of course, we know there'll be arguments against that. But if they say, yes, you're right. How do you think this resolves itself? What happens? Well, first of all, the votes can't be certified then. The state legislature can't certify an unlawful uh, vote count. So the, the state would not certify it, and then, and then what and, would and happen what after would that? Ask for, what we would ask for is that you deduct in those counties the number of votes that we have proven were unlawfully examined. Okay. So it's easy. It's easiest in Pennsylvania because we've done the arithmetic. We can count 633,000 votes that were submitted without any observation by uh, a neutral observer, and certainly not by a Republican. Okay. In Detroit. And you don't. In, Detroit, in that case, you you want them thrown out. You don't want to recount. You want them thrown out. Well, there's no reason to recount them. You can no longer tell whether they're valid or not. Once you remove the envelope, you remove the only thing that tells you whether they are valid or not. Right. That, that becomes the, the naked ballot at that point. The yeah. naked ballot. That's why mail-in voting, even by justices of the Supreme Court 10 or 12 years ago, was thought to be a horrible thing to do. All right, Mr. That Mayor, be, I'm going to... I'm going to... fraud with fraud. I'm going to pray I'm going to have to run, but I appreciate you sharing <laughs> that. Yeah, can't have you talking that much truth. Stop it, Mayor Giuliani. So um, where are we at? Be careful who you follow. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Someone asked I should do a show on Soros uh, a while back, and I've been saying it a couple times. I've actually met Soros. There's not a lot of people that could say that. I have, and I helped him do a business deal. I saw him when I was young, and I helped facilitate it. So I know what's up. And it was pretty interesting because I remember, uh, you know, I didn't think it was much of a big deal, but I remember when I told this financier, uh, Billy Walters was his name. Um, hey, I'm going to set up a meeting with George Soros. He pissed his pants. Uh, he was like, what? Yeah, you know, I got him on and we're going to do this. And he was like, he knew what a big deal it was for me. I was young. I knew who he was. I knew how he was working with the state department, with the FBI. He was an asset for the CIA or work with them. I mean, he was one in the same and he had a lot of contracts and we're, this is uh 2000, right? Fall of 2000. And so <laughs> I remember this big head honcho that, you know, Wharton School, uh, you know, big dude, you know, firm Fifth Avenue was just like, he was like, what is this 20 something saying to me right now? I was barely 20, right? Um, and I was just like, like, what's the big deal? Like, you know, because for me at that time, I was really young and I was just doing my job. So, uh, no, I did not think he was hot. Please stop. But I just remember the response I got. Hence why I remember the meeting so much. Cause I've met with a lot of big people. Uh, and obviously Soros is playing a very big part in everything around the world. I just remember it's kind of like, you could hear everything pucker when I told him that. And I was like, yeah, you can, you know, do the deal and you get a cut and you guys work together and stuff. And, you know, and he just looked at me like, and I was like, yeah, so it's tomorrow at nine 30. I'll see you then. And it was just like, what? 
<laughs> and I remember the response. And this is this is all something people can look up and find. So on that note, I'm going to play a video while we listen to some other music uh, so that I don't get dinged because, um, you know, they like to ding, you know. So I'm just going to play a video and with no sound to end this show. And remember, we are, we are indeed the storm. Remember that. God bless everyone.